Now it's time to talk to Okichuku Nzelu. He's a writer and teacher born in Manchester in 1988 and he's going to tell us about his first novel, The Private Joys of Nena Maloney. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. What does it feel like to have your first novel out in the world today? Honestly, it feels like a dream. <laughs> I've been sort of walking on a cloud all day. It's so exciting and slightly terrifying, but just so wonderful to know that what was sort of my sort of private um, document is now uh, a book, a real book that's out in the world. I just can't wait for readers to find it. I really loved the novel. Tell us what the starting point for it was. What came first to you? The first thing I think that came was the, the idea of the relationships rather than the characters themselves, if that makes sense. The characters kind of resolved themselves over time and over quite a few different drafts. Um, but I knew that I wanted to write a familial relationship and then I sort of refined that to a mother-daughter one and I thought I'm so interested in people's different experiences. My own is both of my parents came over from Nigeria in the 80s um, and I was born here and I've always known I've always had a connection both to English culture here and to the Nigerian culture that my parents came from and I'm so fascinated by this idea of what might happen if you weren't connected with that or if you didn't if you weren't familiar with it and I'm so interested in the differences between the two cultures that I'm familiar with. And I wanted a way to sort of bring those together in one book. Um, and then I thought, okay, I want this to be funny. <laughs> so I redrafted <laughs> it as a comedy. And then I and then I thought, okay, I need to think about the the wider the wider characters. So things kind of um, evolved in different layers if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And so Nena, Nena's a delightful creation. Tell us a bit about her. <laughs> Thank you. So Nena is a 16-year-old teenager. She's living in Manchester with her single mother, Joni. And Nena is half Nigerian. And she lives with her mother, Joni, who's white. And Nena's never met her father, uh, Morris. And we don't initially know why. As the novel proceeds, we start to learn more about um, Morris's past and his relationship with Joni, Nana's mother. And the novel is really about Nana's uh, journey of self-discovery. She's a languages prodigy. She's brilliant at French. But her boyfriend makes a passing comment about the fact that she doesn't speak, quote, her own language. And this sort of spurs her on further to pursue this journey of, of self-discovery, of looking into her past. And that sort of strains the relationship with her mother because her mother doesn't want to discuss her father and it makes her very uncomfortable but Nana as the story goes on she learns more and more and it's really a novel of self-discovery and of coming of age and the difficulties that come with that at any age. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so well done because we care about Nana and we also really care about Joni and uh, I thought about how if I was reading this book when I was younger I would be identifying sort of probably uniquely with Nana but now I'm a mother myself I've sort of really <laughs> felt for Joni and there's a limit to what Joni understands about her daughter, isn't there? So Nena has yeah. to explain to her, you know, about the fact that people behave differently to her when she's on her own. Could you tell yeah. us a bit more about that? Yeah, I'm just fascinated by communication and how difficult it is. I think that's, you know, one of the things that you realise as you get older is that you might be passionate about something and you might love somebody very much, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can always get your words out in the right way and that you can communicate what you're feeling to them because communication is hard. It's such a cliche, but it's hard, it's hard to communicate um, sort of properly with the people that you care about sometimes. I'm really interested in this sort of gap of experience between the two of them because for all Joni's good intentions, the world doesn't treat her the way that it treats Nana. And sometimes, you know, when she sees these things about Nana and she sees people sort of treating Nana 
unfairly because of um, Nana's uh, ethnicity. She, you know, it makes her angry, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she understands it from her own point of view. And so one of the sort of tensions that, that arises towards the middle of the novel is the fact that as whatever Joni's intentions are, Nana, has, her life is just different. And this means that Nana needs to be able to understand herself completely if she's going to be able to react and respond and to find her own sort of point of view in life. She, she just needs to understand where she comes from in order to be able to deal with that properly. And Joni needs to not keep trying to protect her to keep her safe, really, doesn't she? Yeah, it's a funny thing because Joni has the best of intentions in a lot of ways, but she's also human and she's frail and there are reasons why she keeps the truth from Nana. Um, but Nana can't understand those until she understands the whole story. But for Nana to hear the whole story is an incredibly painful thing and difficult thing for Joni to do. So I really wanted to get across this sense of them both wanting something completely reasonable. You know, Nana wants to understand more about herself. Joni doesn't want to relive a painful experience. But at the same time, they both need to understand each other as well. And I think that's part of, well, any sort of parent-child relationship at some point. And I think that kind of good intent and mutual fear is part of any sort of close relationship at some point. You get to know somebody and you might get to know some difficult parts about them as well. Absolutely. And it all happens in Manchester. It does, yeah. So the novel is mostly set in Manchester with flashbacks to the relationship between the parents where they met in Cambridge. And we learn about how that relationship develops and the sort of the difficulties that they face and what happens to them. And we learn about why Morris is no longer around. But I'm really glad that I wrote it in Manchester. It's a city that I am from. I'm, I was born here. I grew up here. I live here now. And I love it. And it's such a diverse, fascinating place that I know really well and I feel so fond of. And I think you're a teacher. Is that right? I am indeed. How yeah. did you find the time to write the novel? Were you an early morning person or a summer holidays person burning the I'd midnight oil? <laughs> I'd love to say I'm an early morning person, but unfortunately <laughs> I've always been a nighttime person. And yeah, I would just sort of get home from work, do my marking and then crack on with my writing. I, my ideal time of writing is sort of between... 10 p.m. and, and 1 a.m. Um, I'm not really sure why um, and it's not always the most convenient when you've got a full-time job but I sort of just I always just really wanted to do it and the more I wrote of this story the more I got to know about the characters and the more sort of desperate I was to tell this story so I wrote it really because I, I couldn't not write it. Oh that's wonderful. So The Private Joys of Nena Maloney is out in the world now. Bernadine Evaristo is a fan that must feel pretty special. That feels incredible. What a wonderful honour to have praise from Bernadine Everisto. It's just fantastic. And thank you so much for talking to us. And we hope that your onward journey into publication is as delightful as your fictional creation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 